The road to WrestleMania is already written, and you have to look at the story that is being shown and told today on Tap Out Talk. Let's get in. Welcome everybody, this is Tap Out Talk, episode 23, The Road to WrestleMania is already written, and you guys just need to know that we are going to be going over the predictions and all the layout to WrestleMania. If you pay enough attention, you will realize these matches have already been planned and already been shown to us, and they will soon be revealed in the coming months. So, with all due respect, let's get in, and we will go over eight of the most common matches that we will see here at WrestleMania. I'm going to give you the big one really up front. <clears throat> so, that match is going to be none other than Austin Theory versus Shane McMahon. So, you have to ask yourself, this match has just been revealed and it makes total sense. Why has Vince McMahon been back on WWE TV? McMahon made his return at Survivor Series a few months back. And nobody has answered the question of, why is he back on TV? If Vince McMahon is back on TV, it comes with purpose. And it's not just to chase golden eggs for The Rock's movie. It came with the purpose of a young protege named Austin Theory that McMahon has paid attention to. And paid more attention to than his own son. Think about that for a minute. McMahon comes back at Mania season, picks some random young and up-and-comer gives him lots of attention and guidance on how to go through matches, done multiple skits with him. When has Vince McMahon done this in the last few years? All of a sudden, it became very clear at Royal Rumble when we get Shane McMahon, the return of the prodigal son of the McMahon Empire, Shane O'Mac back at Royal Rumble and even made it to the final four because they want people talking about Shane McMahon. They have not connected the dots yet. And that's what I'm doing for you today is I'm connecting these dots. Now, as of today, reports are coming out that Shane McMahon is gone from the WWE. There's been some leaked reports that he was egotistical backstage and he changed the creative direction of the Royal Rumble. Meltzer, uh, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer broke this report today. I want you guys to say, let's not fall for this story yet. I see people online busting out all kinds of memes. Shane McMahon is all elite. That's never happening. Okay. All of this other stuff. Once McMahon, always a McMahon. Okay. And this could be one of the biggest swerves. And I applaud the WWE for using the community to give us an old school shock moment for mania. Okay. So before you jump to conclusions and we say, oh, Shane McMahon is gone. That's going to be an awful lot. For him to truly leave. I feel Shane McMahon versus Austin Theory is going to be your next WrestleMania Shane O'Mac match. And I feel like this is going to be a great pairing because you're going to have dad's protege events versus the son that was never truly accepted. And you're going to have all kinds of McMahon stories kicking into this Mania season like the WWE does so well. So this is my first thing that I'm seeing is this matchup most likely will happen at WrestleMania. Let's get into our second matchup. 
This one goes without saying. The WWE cannot, cannot refuse Flair versus Rousey. Okay? Now, what that means is last time these ladies locked up in a WrestleMania scenario was the main event of WrestleMania where it was Flair versus Rousey and then Becky Lynch got added into this and won the title due to her popularity. The sad reality is Raw simply isn't the A-show anymore, and the WWE is more inclined to put the biggest stars on SmackDown. SmackDown and Fox, they want name recognition for their show. So, we don't know who the babyface of this program is going to be, because right now it's anybody's guess. Ronda's coming back, especially as a heel. Charlotte is already a heel. But the reality is, I feel like they could steer it towards Charlotte being Team WWE Universe. So what I'm seeing here is the WWE can just not refuse the idea of Rousey versus Flair. You guys have to remember, this is WrestleMania season, and with that comes star power, name recognition. The Flair name is historically one of the greatest names in professional wrestling history. The Rousey name is known, like her or hater, one of the best known names in UFC MMA history. She's the first ever female women's UFC champion. So you combine Flair with Rousey, and what that smells is of money, and it smells as of cash for ESPN to give you coverage for your WrestleMania event live from Dallas. So what that's going to do is that's going to give WrestleMania its name recognition, and that potentially could be your main event for night one on the grandest stage of them all on Saturday night, night one of WrestleMania. So that's why this match will happen at WrestleMania. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair will be your other feature women's championship match. The one upside of Rousey getting paired up with Flair is that it leaves Lynch wide open for a match against the EST. And she is the only woman on Raw on that whole roster, really, that's positioned to be a legitimate threat lately with a win over Lynch, and it gives her a chance to redeem what happened back at SummerSlam. This story has been brewing since SummerSlam and since Becky Lynch's return. If you go back one year ago, Bianca Belair won the WWE title in the main event of night one, and I did not agree with the choice at the time, even though the talent did a very good job of putting her over. I felt uh, she was a little green, and not quite there yet. And I felt like I said, give her a nice lengthy title run. But my question to her was, she can do great with the Baileys and the Sashas of the world. But what happens when she gets an opponent that she has to try to carry? We've seen this scenario play out recently at the Royal Rumble with Becky Lynch and Dewdrop. Okay. Clearly, Becky tried to carry that match the best it could be. But even then, Dewdrop was a rough opponent to try to work with. But we have seen Becky carry talent that's not you know, as high level as Liv Morgan. Right now, Becky's running through the gauntlet. She came back at SummerSlam, challenged the rookie, and squashed her in a match in 30 seconds. Bianca has been chasing this title ever since. And now, this could be the Becky versus Bianca moment that we need to see in the payoff at SummerSlam. I could see this being a submission match or something to the point where we have a true declared I give up winner. And don't be surprised if this possibly could be Bianca's moment 
Or the WWE could just pull a swerve on us and just go with Becky and keep the title strong through the year. Um, so that's going to be your WrestleMania match is Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Let's get to our next one. And our next one is going to be the matchup that all the fans will want to see in the WWE universe and name recognition of two guys that potentially could steal the show. That is none other than the phenomenal AJ Styles and Edge. It's a great matchup for both men, and they, we've talked about it publicly. Um, with the right amount of time, it could steal the whole WrestleMania, not show, but weekend. Okay, These two are veterans in the ring. They have name recognition. This literally would be and could be built as Edge representing the WWE brand. He has built up there. AJ Styles representing the independent wrestling scene who has came to the big dance of the WWE and succeeded, but succeeded everywhere he went. So these two could put together a phenomenal um, show and phenomenal match, no pun intended. And I could see this being one of the great names that draws people into a WrestleMania caliber match. To my knowledge, we have not gotten this match one-on-one either. So I feel like this has definitely got that big match appeal. Let's go to our next one. Before we do that, I just want to say thank you guys for all the support that you give me here on the channel. I enjoy doing this and talking wrestling. You guys can follow me on Twitter. Also, like, share, or subscribe. Either one of those helps out my channel so much. So I appreciate each and every one of you guys for doing that. My next matchup, this is going to be RK Bro. Okay, uh, It's been a great time, but this is always what the team was leading towards. When these guys paired up, RK Bro, Matt Riddle, and Randy Orton. You knew this was not a bona fide tag team. They were trying to do, and I've been critical, they were trying to do the Rock and Mankind, but in 2021, 2022 edition, right? They were trying to do the Rock and Sock connection thing with the goofy kind of character in Matt Riddle and Randy Orton being the serious wrestler. And these guys eventually have gelled and pulled it off together, but Every time I see it, I just think, you know, that Randy's kind of wasting his time and it's got to be building towards something, right? Matt Riddle, love him or hate him. Um, to me, I don't really get into his character too much, but there are people and he has a following, right? Um, so basically what I see here is this matchup will happen. Randy will eventually flip. And as we know, the Viper is capable of, will go right towards it. It feels like the first step towards the match was taken when they lost the tag team titles to American Alpha. So I feel like these two eventually will break apart and this will be a mania buildup. So again, this has been in front of our faces the whole time. When they put these guys together months ago, we all said, okay, what are they doing? Why are they doing it? But remember, they do it with purpose. And so that is definitely one of the things that I want to point out is this will be one of your mania matches. All right, our next Mania match, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. So let's run this one back. Bobby Lashley is once again WWE Champion after the Royal Rumble, but he has no real top challengers. Rollins, I will get to in a moment. But uh, meanwhile, McIntyre is stuck to recapture his success from 2020, but he keeps coming up short, mostly notably in the closing moments of last night's Rumble. So how about instead giving him time to kill with a happy Corbin and Madcap Moss matchup and you send him back to Raw, let's say, as part of a trade, uh, resulting in E going back to SmackDown. Okay, so Big E goes to SmackDown. You have to take 
one more shot at this old rivalry. These guys have history. They are the proverbial yin to each other's yang. And I feel that this is just the next chapter in a great evolution of guys that are getting back to dominant, as we say, with the Bobby Lashley landscape. So what I look at is these guys are very similar timelines. I've talked about this on a previous podcast. I'll link it. But basically what it means is these guys had moderate success in the WWE, left and reinvented themselves in these scenes in the MMA world, and then came back. And these two have clicked and always had um, a very dynamic between each other. And that's what builds good wrestlers and good rivalries. So how about we get past the WrestleMania season and remember... Drew has a stipulation that as long as Bobby Lashley is champion, he was to never get another title shot. I feel like we're going to find a loophole in that situation, and that's going to lead to the ultimate showdown between these two at WrestleMania. So you could basically have them swap heel versus face. You know, you know, it could go either way going into the season, but I feel like that's going to be your show. That's your long-term booking, and that's your payoff. Let's move on. All right, so the next matchup that we have, potential prediction for WrestleMania, Sasha Banks and Bayley, the besties, right? The best friends that have grown up in this industry together versus the old regard, the Bella Twins. Okay, so this one might seem a little weird, but hear me out. The Bellas, despite Nikki dealing with a serious neck injury, were back in action in the Women's Rumble. Um, Nearly every time they talk about another WWE run, they discuss the need to win the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, something the WWE is doing virtually nothing with on Raw. I can't even remember the last time I've seen those titles. If the WWE has them win the gold in the next couple months, they could get paired up with the inaugural champions, Banks and Bayley. Sure, Banks and Bayley still kind of hate each other, but that can be brought back. These two have history. They have been friends. They have been enemies. and They've always been connected, and that's the key. And it wouldn't take much to put them back into the battle to take out the old divas that keep coming out of retirement. This story writes itself. It's the old versus the new. And it's a great way for Bailey and Sasha to prove to the world that the divas era is truly over. So that's how we get a WrestleMania matchup for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. And that's how we get closure on a good fight that's WrestleMania worthy. Let's go to our final matchup. And that final matchup is WrestleMania and a triple threat match. WrestleMania, for some reason, loves its triple threat matches. So, remember how I just said Reigns and Lesnar were gearing up for their third WrestleMania match in the last seven years? Think about that. Reigns and Lesnar have been in the WrestleMania match together in the last seven years. Well, here's a way to fix that. The sad truth is... There's not much of a hook for another Reigns versus Lesnar bout except for Paul Heyman. That's the main key. We've seen it twice on this stage before, with the second time being kind of rough, and Lesnar infamously chucked the universal title at Vince McMahon in the gorilla position after the show was over. The argument can't even be made that the Tribal Chief versus a babyface Brock is the new is new because we just saw that in October. But then there's Rollins who not only played his role as a chaotic wildcard perfectly in the build-up with the match with Reigns to open the Rumble, which is one of the best matches I've seen recently from a psychology and storyline on WWE TV, but has been getting the best reception from the crowd since his first Universal Championship run. 
Plus, there's something so wonderful and poetic about Reigns versus Lesnar saga ending and bringing back in the third man in the third main event, basically. And he can be the man that actually, if you remember back to WrestleMania 31, it was Reigns versus Lesnar, and Rollins actually cashed in his money in the bank briefcase to make this a triple threat match mid-match. So I say they run that back. They actually, it's another WrestleMania triple threat main event, yes, but last year's match delivered, and it makes a narrative and makes sense that the WWE can legitimately say that they're giving the fans something relatively new with familiar tie-ins. This definitely has main event caliber worthy material. We've seen Roman and Brock. We've seen Roman and Rollins. These guys all have history dating back to WrestleMania 31, and now it's time to close the book on this triple threat rivalry and the dynamic between these three guys. Guys, that's everything I have for us today. And that is our WrestleMania that has already been written. As you guys mentioned in the beginning, if you noticed how the WWE has been linking these things for the, probably the last few years, they are going back in the time machine to actually dip in to some past history like the shield and the WrestleMania 31 main event with these guys. They are using a lot of history to build their future. And they planted those seeds, and we have not seen that. And it hasn't become clear since the Royal Rumble, much like the Shane McMahon-Austin theory concept. I will admit, I did not see that until Shane McMahon came back. So guys, as always, I just want to say thank you for watching. Like, share, subscribe. And it's not goodbye around here. It's just game over.